Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. The Phaedo is a dialogue about death and life and the body and the soul. It's taking place on the day that Socrates is scheduled to die by execution imposed by the city of Athens. Now, the actual execution itself involves Socrates taking part in it by drinking a poison called hemlock, and it's prepared by the jailkeeper. There's actually a point where the jailkeeper says, hey, I don't want you to talk so much because sometimes when, when people are very agitated or their blood is heated up, they have to drink more than one draught. And Socrates says, look, I'm going to talk with my friends. This is my last day. Make as much of the poison as you need. I'll drink it. You take care of the mixing. I'll take care of the drinking and the dying. And so there's a question there about, is it right for him to do this? Is it right for anybody to commit suicide? And it's really interesting here because Socrates turns the conversation to the question of the philosopher. And so it's not necessarily a discourse about suicide per se, just suicide considered in and of itself, the way that you know Hume's essay on suicide, for example, is. But it's centered around a, a distinction between a proper way of looking at things and ordinary, improper, misguided ways of looking at things. So the philosopher, like I put here, realizes that death is not a bad thing. And the philosopher is at odds with pretty much everybody else that he's going to come across because of this. Death is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing in many respects because the soul, which is immortal, is freed of the body, which is mortal. And I'm doing some other core concept videos bearing on the Phaedo, which talk about the body and the soul. You know, the body is the prison of the soul. Why philosophy is a preparation for death. Here we're just looking at the, the issue of suicide, though. So it seems on its face, at least for the philosopher, if dying is not a bad thing, in fact, if dying is a good thing because you have the body, which is pain in the, well, pain in the soul, right? And you have the soul, which is separate. Why not do that as soon as you can? If the body interferes with the soul being able to engage in its own distinctive activities, why not kill yourself? Well, there's more to the story than that. It's not going to be a good thing to kill yourself just to free yourself of the body. There's a theological dimension to this. So why, why not commit suicide? Well, Socrates says that it would actually be unjust. And here we could actually think about whether if we broaden the topic somewhat, we're going to go against some of the other of the Platonic virtues as well. Actually, I could put there. there we, we think of four cardinal virtues, but there's actually piety as well. But I suppose we could put that in here as part of justice for, for this particular case. But is it unwise to kill yourself? Well, you know, consider it from the philosopher's point of view and consider it from the other people's point of view. Other people think of death as, as a bad thing. Perhaps there's some cases where it, it does make sense to kill oneself. At least one can make a case for it. You're going to be tortured to death by, a, by an enemy who is, who's attacking. Perhaps, you know, think about uh, these science fiction cases. Your body is going to be used by a parasite, which will then reproduce within your body and create all sorts of other parasites, which are going to go and infect other people. Killing yourself could actually be a good thing to do in that case. But those are not the normal sorts of cases. 
Is it unwise? Well, that really depends on what you think is going to happen after you die, what you think the nature of death is. If you think that death is going on to nothingness, maybe it's not such a great idea. Maybe any life is better than, than no life. If you think that death is going on to some sort of judgment where you're probably not going to come out that well, it's probably not a wise thing to kill yourself then, right? Is it cowardly? Do some people kill themselves because they're unable to stand up to certain fears, certain worries, certain anxieties, because they see themselves as unequal to the task? That, that could be the case. Would it be intemperate? You know, do some people kill themselves because they can't enjoy something, a pleasure that they, they want to enjoy? That's happened. I suppose you could say people who accidentally overdose engage in suicide in a way, and that's through intemperance. Socrates is going to focus just on, on injustice. What's the injustice? Well, we don't actually belong to ourselves. We do belong to ourselves. We, we are self-moving. We get to control what we're going to do. I decide to lift my hand over here. But Socrates says, and here's a theological dimension to it, we're not really on our own that way. We're actually the possessions, or at least the wards, of some greater beings than us, the gods. And here, you know, presumably Plato has sort of an elevated conception, not the ordinary Greek conception of the gods in mind, because uh, you probably wouldn't want to be the possession of Ares or you know, some of Poseidon's kids or any, any of those sorts of things. Even Zeus, probably not that good, because he's kind of a bad guy at times. But the point is, we don't, we don't actually belong to ourselves. We are the God's possession. So what would you think about a possession that without you telling it or giving it the, you know, the idea that this is what I want you to do, it decided to destroy itself? You'd probably be you know, irritated with it. Even if it just, let's say, because there's a conceptual problem here. Can you actually be angry with something that's completely destroyed itself that no longer exists? No, you can't. But can you be angry at something that put itself in a condition of bad repair? Let's say you have a lawnmower, right? And you want to mow the lawn. And let's say it's a fairly independent thing. You know, it's a lawnmower that works by GPS. They have these now, right? So it's on these golf courses. And the lawnmower decides, I'm going to dismantle myself. I'm going to disconnect my fuel line. And let's say it has some sort of robotic arms by which it does this. You know, if we're, if we're doing a little bit of imagination, why not do a bit more? So this thing pulls itself apart, and you come out there and you're like, I want you to mow the lawn, not break yourself down. What the hell's wrong with you? You're angry at it. You feel that it's engaged in something wrong. It's done some injustice. Why? Because it's yours. My iPhone, great example, I suppose. When it doesn't update and it's no longer available for me while it's doing the update because I foolishly said yes at this point in time, not knowing it was going to take forever to do it, I get, you know, a little bit upset with it. It's kind of foolish to do because it's an inanimate object. But for the gods, it does make perfect sense because we're animate objects. So we don't really belong to ourselves. It's not up to us to destroy ourselves, to take our own life, to separate the soul from the body, even though it could be a good thing for ourselves. In a way, it's sort of like saying, screw you to the gods, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy what I'm going to enjoy. That's going to be a sort of a self-defeating way of doing things, though, because it's unjust. Socrates, then, is posed with a problem. Well, what, what are you doing right now? You're going to drink hemlock. You're going to kill yourself. And he says, well, you know, in cases like this, the gods presumably are okay with that because 
things have been arranged in such a way that I'm not imposing this on myself. I'm not at liberty in my bedroom saying, I'm going to cut my wrists because I don't like what's going on in, in the politics or I had a bad love affair or I'm gouty and I just don't like the way it feels anymore or anything like that. I've been practicing philosophy as the gods appointed me to do. Doing that brought me into conflict with my own city. My own city is passed judgment on me and has executed me. Presumably the gods are okay with this. Socrates also has the divine sign that doesn't necessarily tell him what to do, but it, it does tell him not to do certain things. And if the divine sign doesn't intervene, then he presumes that it's the will of the gods. So he's saying in this case, it actually is the will of the gods. There's a whole big problem there about how do you actually discern what the will of the gods is, but Socrates does believe, or at least he says that he does, in this case it is right for him to die by his own hand to drink the hemlock, because in this case the gods have said, you know, it's okay. And they're actually doing him a favor. Like we said, if you're a philosopher, dying is actually a good thing. So the gods are, are saying to him, all right, you've done a good job, go on to your reward. Here's where it gets really interesting. If the gods actually are good and providential masters, and this is an issue that some of the other interlocutors give up, well, why would you commit suicide? If committing suicide, separating the soul from the body, means that the soul goes on somewhere else, and the body now is all, you know, basically just meat that's going to get eaten up by something, it's going to rot, going to disintegrate, then you're escaping the rule of the gods, but why would you want to do that? It would make sense if you were a bad guy or if you were stupid. You know, if you were afraid of the gods, then you'd want to get, a, get away from them as best as you could. But if you're a philosopher, if you're actually one of the few people who's following the will of the gods as best as one can and being just, why would you possibly want to leave them behind? Socrates has a response to that. He says, I don't expect to leave them behind. Simeon says, why would a really wise man want to desert masters who are better than himself, he's getting good guidance from them, and get rid of them so lightly? So Socrates says, I expect to enter the company of other wise and good gods and of men now dead who are better than those who are in this world now. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. That's what I'm passing on to as a soul no longer as a soul encumbered with a body. I'm not escaping the reign of the gods. Actually, I'm moving closer to the gods by committing suicide in this case. And as, as we go through the rest of the dialogue, it's clear that Socrates views philosophy as a kind of purification, a kind of stripping away all the detritus that the body brings to the soul, and readying the soul for that communion and communication with the gods, with better men, other philosophers, the great heroes, the, the great judges. He doesn't think that everybody's doing that. He thinks that many people are going to have a pretty bad afterlife, and they're going to have to do it all over again. He thinks that in his case, things are actually going to go quite well because he's been practicing philosophy. So you see how all these things come together. Suicide is not a bad thing for the philosopher, but he shouldn't do it because it's unjust unless the gods have commanded it. And when he does it, he's not actually removing himself from the realm of the gods, he's actually meeting up with them. For the other people, suicide is a bad thing, but it's something that one might embrace just to get away from what seems to be worse, dishonor, torture, pain. And it is also, you know, going against the gods. 
unless your city, you know, condemns you to it or something like that. And after they die, they're going to meet the gods, but the gods are not going to be happy, and then they're going to have a terrible afterlife. In any case, should you commit suicide? There's a qualified yes, but that qualification is, if indeed it is the will of the gods, presumably you can discern that through the will of the city or something like that. In other cases, Socrates and Plato think that suicide is a bad idea. It's not, it's not the right thing to do. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.